Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, From Engineer to Founder, with our guest, Leonard. Thank you for being here today. Would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hey, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. So, quick intro. My name is Leonard. I'm currently a founder of a stealth startup working to solve a manufacturing problem, specifically targeting frontline employee experience and career growth. Before the startup, role I was in manufacturing as a manufacturing engineer, quality engineer, and so on for about eight years. I completed my industrial engineering degree from the university at Buffalo, New York, and I moved on for my first job in Newton, Georgia. And so far I have been in different industries, including aerospace, automotive, HVAC, rubber, aluminum, and so on in various roles. Got my Six Sigma black belt during college, and which has really helped me out throughout my career and just my personal life and development. But uh, yeah, currently I'm married to my beautiful wife here. We we are located in in Georgia. Wonderful. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today, and I'm really excited to hear more about your story. Why did you choose this career? The career. So I actually changed my degree from economics to industrial engineering, because when I was looking at my career growth, I realized that I really wanted to work with people, but I also knew that you got to know about money to work with people. So that's why I chose economics. But then if you don't really understand technology, it's really hard. So I looked around like, what is a degree that would help me understand all three aspects, which is money, technology, and people. and that's why I chose industrial engineering. And it has really helped me in regard to where I am right now, just because of the different courses that I took and as well as the continuous improvement mindset that industrial engineering focuses on. And so right now, like as a founder, like why I am in this is because I was in the manufacturing world and I saw a problem that was very Consistent, specifically like employee engagement and employee turnover, which is very common in any organization that you go. And so, yeah, so I set out to, to figure out a way to solve that problem. And yeah, I quit my job to do this full time. So I guess trying to find a different route and different path apart from the corporate America has really excited me. But yeah, I guess that's the gist of the, the answer, I guess, to your question. And it sounds like you really enjoy solving problems with that engineering mindset and are really trying to improve the employee experience with this venture that you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Problem solving has been, I think for most engineers, solving a problem is exciting. Well, I won't say for every engineer, but for most of myself and most of my friends that I know, they like solving problems. It can be specifically for, let's say, 
a plane part, right? Or it can be a logistics problem, or it can be people problem, quality problem, whatever the problem is, it, jumping in and working on the nitty-gritty details to figure out what the potential solution could be and the impact that it has to all the people who are in the circle of influence of that problem was exciting. For sure. You've been out of school for quite a bit of time now. It's one thing that you know now that you kind of wish you knew before graduation. Before graduation, I didn't know that, that you can be an engineer without a degree. There were a lot of, of my coworkers and in various roles in different companies who didn't have the engineering degree. They were, some of them had like biology degree and became an engineer. Some of them had a different like arts and then became an engineer and so on. And the degree really doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's about your passion and what do you want to, you know, where you want to spend your time. And another thing that I've realized is, you know, most people want to go for like the top hundred companies, like for example, automotive, you want to work for like Ford or Tesla or GM and so on. And so what I've realized is the manufacturing industry in the U.S. is actually built on the supply chain. So the first tier companies, second tier companies, third tier companies, and so on. So for example, Tesla. Every part is not built in Tesla. And for example, like Toyota and GM, some people say that Toyota and like cars are better than GM, but the production line is same for the engines. <laughs> one, one production line is for Toyota, one production line is for GM. Both go out of the door from the same facility by, built by the same people and same leadership. And so realizing that, you know, you can also work for the second tier, third tier and, and still be, you know, well-paid, you know, still enjoy your work is something that I've realized. Another thing I wish I did was to just go for, you know, some people, like if you're an engineer, you want to find an engineering internship. I would recommend not, you know, like if you can find it, great. If not, like just become a production associate, you know, work on the floor, do the nitty gritty work, you know, when you are a freshman or a sophomore year and you get paid well, you know, be just being on the floor and learning. You know, probably your freshman year, you can do that. Your sophomore year, you can, you know, just ask anyone and they'll be willing to take you for two, three months. And then the next time, next, next year, you can ask them like, Hey, you know, that I have done this internship. Would you be willing for me to do an internship on, you know, continuous improvement or, you know, like sales, purchasing, something along those lines, which is, you know, aligning with your degree. And that way you are, you know, the industry in the, in the processes better before you become an engineer, which I wish I did, but I didn't do, you know? So that's something, some of the, I guess, advices that I would give to anyone who is wanting to be an engineer. For sure. I think that's very sage advice. And I think it's really important to have kind of like that frontline experience to bring to problem solving later on in your career, instead of just, you know, jumping in kind of like in the middle. Can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? Yeah, my first job, I was hired as an extrusion quality engineer. Never did extrusion before that. And in two years, I was the extrusion expert in the company. And what the challenge was, I didn't know at all. So I had to go and find out, like read books and watch YouTube and all the stuff to go in and learn how to, you know, extrude aluminum and fabricate it and stretch it and, you know, form it, bend it. 
paint it, you know, heat treat it and all this different stuff. I realized that just because you do not know a specific topic doesn't mean that it's out of your reach. And so as an engineer, if you want to go for a specific topic that is interesting to you, or even if it's not, and if you want to find a job in that field, you know, you can still apply for that job by getting theoretical knowledge and being willing to learn and just do it and learn on the go. That's one, one of the challenges and lessons that I've learned. I would love to share a second one, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Something that I have realized, it was really hard for me to more, more so on the people skill than on the technical skill, because you know, as you are entering as an engineer and you work with all these people on the floor who sometimes know more than you. So working with these people, I realized like, I think I was a little bit like arrogant and proud because I was an engineer and they were not. <laughs> I wish I, you know, I was humble enough early on so that I could learn more from these people and then making them my mentors, you know, and getting the buy-in from the floor, you know, is the key to any kind of challenges that might arise from you, you know, from any engineer to implement their, implement their projects or, you know, anything that they want to do. So definitely learning the people's skills, reading books, if possible, some great books that I would recommend, like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Think and Grow Rich, and all these different books that helps you with your personal development has, I think, helped me a lot while dealing with all these people on the floor or any company that I have been to so far. For sure. I think those are great book recommendations. And actually in the course I teach, I give them a high level kind of summary of the seven habits book and walk through the seven habits. So, and I'll link to that on the podcast as well. What advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? Starting their career, you know, it's very cliched, but like people say, like, what do you want to do in five years from now? You know? And that's a very common interview question. I would really think about it, you know, really think about like, okay, you are an entry-level engineer and you have entered this work, workforce, you're getting 70K, probably 75 now. I don't know what the starting salary is. And you are, or 60K, and depending on the industry, I would, you know, don't think about the money in the beginning. Don't think about, you know, the job. You know, it's great that you have got a job, great job, you know, getting the offer, an exciting time, you know, People don't have money in the beginning as a student. And then now you have like somebody came back like, hey, that's, that's awesome. But to realize like, okay, if you want to expon have exponential growth, number one, find a mentor who you admire and doesn't have to be from the same company. It can be on LinkedIn. Like there are so many engineers on LinkedIn that would be willing to give, you know, spend some time with you. So, so find one or two mentors and Something that I have learned is the whole like networking thing that people do in college. It doesn't really work, you know, because what is, you know, career centers and universities, they teach you the 90 second elevator pitch that doesn't really work for relationship building. You really need to spend time, give more than take and seek out like, you know, engineers who are very active on LinkedIn and who probably might be writing a post comment on this post, right? Like, like try to have conversations. You don't have to have a phone call to have conversation. You can still chat with people, talk to them, comment on their posts, like their posts, engage with them and build their rapport in the beginning so that, 
you know, once you ask them like, hey, can I get one hour of your time to discuss my future or my career trajectory, they will be willing to do that for you. And so that's number one is to find a mentor. Second one is most students or people in general will stop reading books after college. I would say like 95 to 90, 98% of people stop reading books. So I would recommend reading books after, you know, once you are in your entry level, have some free time, like read books. And when I say books, it can be uh, about human psychology. It can be about, you know, your technology that you're interested in. It can be about industry trends, what's going on. It, it can be about like the job that you're doing, you know, and if you do that, you're already in the top 5% of your colleagues and coworkers. And that's the second one. The third one is to realize like, if you, if you are working anywhere, there will always be a problem. Don't think of the problem as a pain, but think of it as a opportunity. Especially speaking from a founder perspective, you know, people like think about like ideas to work on. Don't think, don't build a product and then search for a problem. You know, you search for a problem first and then try to find a solution to the problem. And that way you're impacting lives, you know. So those are the three, I guess, things that you would love to share with entry-level engineers. For sure. Those were very well-articulated pieces of advice. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yep. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Matt. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey. Oh,